All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome in to daily face off live your go-to source for everything hockey live every weekday at noon eastern Welcome in to a Tuesday, December 12th edition of Daily Face-Off Live, streaming live on the Daily Face-Off YouTube. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. He is Frank Saravalli, and this show, as always, is brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR brand of the year. The game starts now at Batano.ca. Picks coming up a little bit later on in the show, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Frank Saravalli, our Daily Face-Off Hockey Insider, popping along as always. How's it going, Frank? Uh, pretty good. Uh, sounds like some positive news, I guess, for the most part on Chris Tanev early this morning for the Calgary Flames. He won't play in Vegas tonight, but I'm told he woke up feeling pretty good. And at least the early indication is that this is not expected to be a long term thing for the Flames. Yeah, definitely a lot of Flames fans concerned there as well. And I'm sure Flames GM Craig Conroy went with a little win. So like, ooh, hopefully that's not too bad for one of his big trade chips. Yeah, that was certainly what everyone was holding their breath on. And that that injury status or health status is certainly top of mind when it comes to Chris Tanner. It also reminded me of the part of trade season I hate the most, which is asset protection month. That little window leading up when everyone on Twitter is going nuts over every little scratching. And oh, this guy's not at skate. Where's he at? Yeah, we're thankfully a couple months away from that still. We are. Uh, let's talk about what we saw on the ice last night. A great moment out on Long Island, Frank, as John Tavares hits 1,000 career points in the building where his career started and a massive goal as well for the Toronto Maple Leafs as you get a look at Tavares' career stats. But it's one of those one of those moments where you're like, man, if you don't believe in hockey gods, I mean, getting an assist on the game-tying goal to hit 1,000 in New York, 
the way Tavares did it, it really was storybook. Yeah, and he was dialed in right from the start, realizing the opportunity sitting at 998 points. And to do it, as you mentioned, with your dad in the building on the dad's trip on Long Island against your former team where you still get booed mercilessly every time you touch the puck. I love it. I love every aspect of it. It was so cold-hearted. And uh, and for John Tavares, he just goes about his business. He's really the model of consistency when it comes to the NHL. Take a look at his numbers and, you know, you look at his his draft class 2009. You know, I think maybe a couple years ago and 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 maybe still a good debate now, which one would you pick first overall, uh, John Tavares or Victor Hedman, if you could redo it? And some might go for the Nars Trophy winning defenseman who has a couple Stanley Cups, but it's hard to argue with where John Tavares is at and the production and how consistent he's been even since arriving in Toronto. I, I know a lot of people... Uh, have have question marks about that contract and how it sort of jams up the Leafs and their salary cap picture, but he's got almost 100 more goals than anyone else, 30-some more assists than anyone else in his draft class. He's played the most games, he's got the most points, and he's certainly been one of those guys that every night you know what to expect. I love the fact that it just all came together for him in, in a magical moment. Yeah, we have the clip of his dad uh, celebrating in the stands, which I mean, it, it's heartwarming, right? No matter what age, what level, you never get tired of watching your boy do good things on the ice. So that was really great as well. Um, fair or foul, though, on Islanders fans still booing Tavares, even when they did the congratulatory 1000 point thing. Totally fair. No one said sports need sports fans need to be rational. And, and more than that, it even feels rational that you have that visceral reaction. This is someone that was a homegrown talent, a huge part of your franchise for so long. You can feel good and also still boo him at the same time. And when he decided to walk away in just about any other major U.S. sports market, for the test of time, that player will be persona non grata when you come to free agency, your team bids to keep you and you decide to go somewhere else. That's okay. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. That's my answer is always, it, it's not that deep, you know, like it's just, it's sports, right? You don't like that. The guy left your team. You'll boo him. There will come a point in 15, 20 years where Tavares is welcome back to long Island and they do the whole feel good, mushy thing. It happens. Vince Carter and Toronto kind of went through a similar thing, right? Like it, it just happens. It's not that deep. Uh, let's stick with the theme of first overall picks though. Frank tonight on ESPN, a big matchup and the first matchup between Connor and Connor McDavid and Bedard. And if you get a look at how Connor Bedard's career has started, a little bit slower pace-wise behind Connor McDavid and his first 27 career NHL yeah. game. Something As to if remember. you want to look just at points, I mean, look at the goals. Yeah, the goals he has passed him. And another thing, too, that I, I think kind of favors Bedard a little bit is, remember, McDavid was hurt by his 13th game. And in those first 13 games of his career, he was under a point a game, 12 points in those 13. Then he came back and had the three-point night against Columbus and all of that. But I think for Bedard, he absolutely gets an A-plus for the first 27 games of his NHL career. The way he's continually gotten better as well is impressive. Better? He's seeing the game differently in terms of angles. You can tell the way he's attacking. And more than that, just look at the lack of support that Connor Bedard has around him compared to what Connor McDavid had in the early going in Edmonton and the number one overall picks that were around him. The depth has eroded in Chicago. I think it's something that they're probably not that happy with losing Taylor Hall for the season. Corey Perry's contract being terminated. 
And it feels like night after night, Connor Bedard is still able to do something incredibly special. So you look at the goal scoring pace that he's on somewhere around 40, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, what, there's certainly nothing wrong with that from a rookie perspective. Only two in the salary cap era have done it. Um, and only one as an 18 year old, and that would be Austin Matthews. So, um, it, it would be pretty elite company even to get to that 40 goal plateau. And when you look at what Bedard has already accomplished, given the lack of support, given his compete, his vision, his awareness, and also the skating is certainly way better than we thought. Cause everyone just came in talking about the shot. There was some ridiculous nonsense going around on social media yesterday saying, Hey, if you could start a franchise right now, which player would you pick, Connor McDavid or Connor Bedard? That's that's absolute lunacy. Connor McDavid wins hands down every single time. With all due respect to Connor Bedard, I already have Connor McDavid pretty close to being on my NHL Mount Rushmore of all time. McDavid's going to stay there, but I truly think that when it's all said and done, Bedard is going to be on that next level down which is still a pretty amazing place to be. And I can't wait to see these two guys go head to head tonight. It's also got to be a little bit weird in the psyche of Connor McDavid to now have to field questions about the guy who's the next Connor McDavid in some ways or in a casual sense, right? Like for McDavid to be like, oh, damn, it's like year nine of my career. I am a veteran now. I'd imagine that's a little bit of a of a mind game. Yeah, it's also been something that's been around for the test of time. Wayne mm -hmm. Gretzky was asked about Mario Lemieux and then Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky were asked about Eric Lindros and so on and so forth. And it's gone on and on. And Sidney Crosby has had to answer the question multiple times now throughout his, you know, Sterling NHL career of different guys that have popped up, whether it's been Matthews or McDavid or whoever it might be. It's there's always someone in the lineage that carries on the title um, McDavid has been the most highly evolved player of all time. I'm not sure that um, Connor Bedard is going to take that mantle from him, but at some point someone will. And until then we can debate the question and have it rage on. Uh, not to go full Jason Greger on you here, Frank, but the fact that this game is, I starting get that enough. <laughs> the Thank fact you. this game starting at 10 o'clock Eastern and the puck probably won't drop till 10, 15 Eastern. That's brutal. This should be prime time, eight o'clock Eastern tonight. Like no excuse. Yeah. And I think the even harder part is like, let's say you're in Chicago, a massive U S media market. It's nine o'clock local, which is still really late. So, um, certainly not ideal and, and no real reason for it on a Tuesday night, which is not a typical, you know, nationally televised hockey window. There's no reason that this game can't be a, seven o'clock local time start in Edmonton. Yeah. These two will meet again out in Chicago on January 9th. So two meetings in less than a month between Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard, our first look coming this evening in Edmonton. Uh, we got a, a weird little bit of news yesterday. Our pal Jeremy Rutherford reported early in the morning that Jacob Verana was going to be going on waivers. And he followed up with this. Verana's camp was told by the blues that he would be going on waivers. According to his agent, JP Barry, and something changed. Frank, do you have any update on this situation? Yeah, I think this is the situation where the St. Louis Blues certainly got an indication from some other teams after that news went out that they might be able to trade Jacob Verana. And I'm not sure it's necessarily about getting something in return, but if they could retain half, potentially they could get something small out of it. 
Um, look, I think Verona is a guy that has hit a wall at this point in his career. There was a lot of hope after he came over to the Blues last year, thinking, okay, 10 goals in his final 20 games as the St. Louis Blue to end the year, and you're thinking, this is a guy that's had great goal-scoring per 60-minute numbers throughout the course of his career. If he could get the off-ice portion of himself on track, maybe this is someone that could have a fresh start in St. Louis, but he's been a healthy scratch for a number of games now, and beyond that, uh, not participating with the Blues again today in their skate. Um, he's someone that clearly is not long for St. Louis. I think the question is how and where will he end up? Yeah, I mean, if you're a team that wants to try find a quick spark offensively, like we've made the point multiple times on this show, like his goals per 60 numbers were through the roof, basically up until this year with just the two and 19 games now. But like even last year, you said it 10 goals in 20 games with the Blues the year before that he went to Detroit, scored 13 goals in his first 26 games with the Red Wings. He doesn't feel like a piece that's ever going to be a long term solution anywhere. But if you were, I'll, I'll throw Buffalo out there and you're really trying to get your offense going. Maybe that guy with another fresh start can be another spark. Yeah, I tend to think, you know, once you see a change of scenery for the first time and, and St. Louis has given him that opportunity that it's kind of hard the second time around to convince me that this is someone who's going to find it. Um, we've seen this time and time again. I'm pretty skeptical at this point. My guess is right now Jacob Rana is what he is. And that's fair as well. You mentioned the cap side of things from the St. Louis Blues with an AAV just north of two million bucks. Like there really is no difference between one point whatever sitting in the minors in dead cap space or keeping half of the remainder this year since he's a pending free agent and seeing if you can get a pick, right? So that would be why they halt on the waivers real quick just to not give them away for free at basically the same cap hit as 50% retained. Yeah, I mean, it would be way more beneficial to have someone claim him on waivers at full price uh, oh, yeah. If you're the blues to not have to retain, you know, we're thinking something small, but at the same time, getting the player moving on in another direction, if that's what the blues really want ultimately, and that's what the player wants, maybe best for all, if you could even find a way to retain. Mm -hmm. We are live on the daily face off YouTube, where we are looking for some hashtag ask DFO inbox questions, couple good ones in there already, but still looking for more. We're also going to be joined by Jordan Hall, who covers the Philadelphia Flyers in a couple of minutes. But first, Frank, a little this or that on a Tuesday, a couple of little headlines from around the NHL. I want to pick your brain about you see Alex Ovechkin down at the bottom there. So why not start with the gray haired great eight who's off to a bit of a sluggish start this season? I'm going to lump him together with Trevor Zegras, who only has two points in 12 games this year. Frank, I know Zegris is injured, but which star, star's disappointing start has been the most disappointing? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Zegris, although injured, I think that start is probably more disappointing than Ovechkin's because, you know, you're thinking Zegris is a guy that's going to continually find a way to trend up. And obviously that hasn't been the case to start. And I wonder how much the lingering contract discord hurt him that, I don't know if exactly what is expressed back and forth between the Ducks and his camp, but it kind of feels clear to me that Pat Verbeek and the Ducks front office aren't exactly believers in Trevor Zegers or else they would have signed him to a long-term deal. Um, that said, um, Alex Ovechkin and his start this year has been fascinating. And to me, it's not really necessarily just a stat or shooting percentage thing. 
It's more an eye test thing because you watch Ovechkin and Father Time remains undefeated. That's the truth. But when you watch Ovechkin really closely this year, his skating is nowhere near a level that it should be at. And now I think he's had a hard time getting open to find those looks. If you're not getting to the spot, your shooting percentage naturally is, is going to suffer as a result. So Ovechkin's shooting percentage is cut in half to this point this year. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm not certain that he shakes out of it like he always has and gets back to the level of scoring at a 35 to 40 goal pace. And as Matt Larkin wrote on dailyfaceoff.com today, the numbers begin to get a little fuzzy. The math does, unless you just assume that he's going to play until he absolutely breaks that record. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like maybe Ovi just sticks around for like 520 goal seasons and just tries to plow his way into it. But you're right. The numbers really don't work in his favor. If he has a 20 goal season compared to the 35 plus, we usually pencil him in for a couple more quick ones for you here. Frank, let's flash up the central division standings. You're this or that for this one. What is more surprising to you? The Winnipeg Jets being right near the top of the division and in the first spot, if you sort by points percentage, or the Arizona Coyotes holding a playoff spot? If you had those two facts presented to you at the beginning of the year, which one would have been more surprising? It would definitely be the Jets. And look, this is probably going back to the way we thought about the Jets in the summer until Shifley and Hellebuck signed those long-term extensions that really surprised the heck out of everyone. Um, I wasn't sure where this Jets team was trending. And even after those extensions, I still wasn't sure that this team was good enough to compete this year, let alone to be at the top of the standings by points percentage over Colorado and Dallas, who I think are two authentic Stanley Cup contenders. So when you look at the Jets and and really how good they've been defending, keeping pucks out of their own net, they're sixth in the league in goals against. Connor Hellebuck has been unconscious in his last 10 games at a 936 save percentage. Um, the Jets have been really a model of consistency so far this year that I certainly wasn't expecting. I am less surprised to see the coyotes in the mix and competing, not entirely sold that they're going to be a playoff team because I think Minnesota and Edmonton are going to grab those last two wildcard spots, but to see the coyotes with all the changes they made be in the thick of it, that part doesn't surprise me nearly as much as the jets being at the top. And one more quick one. We'll call it the all disappointment club with both the Buffalo Sabres and the Ottawa Senators, Frank, but which Eastern fan base should be more disappointed today on December 12th with how their season's been going. Whew. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. The Sabres were so close to a playoff spot last year. I I'm going to lean Buffalo because here's the thing about Ottawa is they have a ton of games in hand. You look at their goal differential. That seems to be, uh, certainly better than a lot of other teams that are in a similar spot. I think the Sens have more upside to get where they're going. I think the Sabres have some belief, but I I've had a hard time seeing it all come together for the Sabres this year at a time when both these teams should have been taking bigger steps than they have this year. We were all expecting Buffalo, Ottawa take big steps forward in the East. Instead, Philly took a big step forward in the East. We're going to get into that with our big segment and welcome in Jordan Hall. The All 32 is, as always, delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25, all caps on NATION. Make DoorDash your holiday hack 
this holiday season. Jordan Hall covers the Philadelphia Flyers for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Jordan, thanks for giving us some time today. And, and we'll just jump right into this. This Flyers team is sitting in a playoff spot. A lot of people thought they'd be sitting in a lottery spot. What's been the most surprising part of the first six to seven weeks of this season from your perspective? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah, really kind of how quickly everything came together for them. They, they have a lot of good elements. I always thought they had some better ingredients and they got credit for. They have a lot of players that are 25 and younger players with upside players that are getting better. And, and they've been competitive every night. And I think that's what the new management really wanted to see was a team that was competitive every night uh, would bring fans back into the building. Uh, and cause they really, over the last two to three years, they've been in a fight with their fans to get them to the building and interested in the team again. So far, they've been competitive. They have young players in the lineup. They have a really good goalie in Carter Hart. And their defense has been exceeding expectations by a lot. Uh, and that's made for a team that's in it every night, uh, that's not getting blown out, and is in a playoff spot right now, which no one expected whatsoever. Yeah, so Jordan, the compete has been evident. But I, I think from a big-picture 30,000-foot view – my question is, where do the Flyers go from here? Because Danny Briere took over as GM and sort of acknowledged right out of the gate that this team was heading into a rebuild. Is there any chance that the way this season has unfolded maybe allows them to change course in terms of how they're thinking and viewing things? So Danny Briere has said that the plan has not changed and they still want to focus on the future. They want to build teams that are going to be contending year in and year out, going for multiple runs, not just one. That'll be the really tough decision for him is they've put together a locker room that is really cohesive. They get along. Uh, John Torella has absolutely put his imprint on the locker room. In year one, he couldn't really do that. In year two, the all season prior to this one, uh, this season, he had a chair at the table, and he absolutely had say on who they were bringing in and who was leaving. So right now, uh, you have an ultra-competitive coach in John Tortorella, who 
understands it's a rebuild, but is absolutely wanting to win every single game. I think they're going to still make future-centric decisions, especially when the trade deadline rolls around in March. But I think they need to be cognizant of how well uh, their locker room has meshed and some of the players that they're probably going to be looking to move at the deadline. One that comes to mind is Nick Sealer. He is absolutely beloved in the locker room. He is a team-first guy, and he's playing the best year of his entire career. He's playing over four minutes per game than what he had been prior in his career. He's a plus-four team, and he stands and he stands up for his teammates. I think if they were to move him at the deadline and if they were still in contention, I think that would bother some players. So I think they really need to keep a real sense uh, of and a pull, have a pulse of where their locker room is and how closely they are to a playoff spot. I think if they're a fringe playoff team, they're going to be selling, but um, I think they have a chance to really make it interesting and really make it difficult on Danny Breer. Kind of similar to what Frank and I have talked about in the past couple of weeks with a team like Vancouver is at some point, the math just starts to work in your favor, right? Like if you're sitting, you know, five, six points up on a playoff spot by middle of January, end of January, all of a sudden it's like, okay, playing 500 could almost get you in at that point, which will, uh, certainly make it interesting right absolutely and i mean get don't get me wrong it's somewhat of a small sample size they're 27 games into the season but they're also past the quarter mark of the season they're almost mid-december and they've had a five-game winning streak they're going for five again tonight they've beaten four top 10 teams in the league uh they've been impressive like they're starting to look like it's not so much a fluke or just a small sample size and it's really reminding me a lot of 2019-20, which is the last time they made the playoffs. COVID shut down their, their run. They restarted in the bubble, and they became a win short of uh, going to the East Final. In 2019-20, the year prior, they went through drastic change in their front office. Um, they kind of had a mellow offseason. No one really elicited a lot of buzz in their offseason, and they surprised people. And it's very similar to this year. They go through drastic change in the summer with their front office. Uh, they don't have a big flashy offseason. They were not big players in free agency because of the rebuild, and they're surprising people. Uh, so it does remind me a lot of 2019-20 when they when they went on a run and they just didn't have the expectations or the pressure uh, that typically you play with in Philadelphia. Last one I got for you is a bit of a two-parter here. Give me who the team's MVP has been through 27 games. And also, give me a player who doesn't get enough love outside of Philly, who's maybe been a more under-the-radar contributor through 27 games. Great questions. I'll say Travis Konechny. He just is there night in and night out. He's their energizer bunny. He gets in people's faces, and he's scoring at a 40-goal clip. I mean, if last year, if his season isn't cut short by 22 games. He, he scores 40 plus goals. Uh, he's kind of their new leader, almost like a Claude Drew like uh, type of leader, a guy that came up with the organization, watched Claude Drew do it as a captain. And he's now a father of two. He's married. And I think he's taking on more of a maturity of wanting to lead night in and night out. And he's been there pr production wise as well. A guy that I think doesn't get enough love is absolutely Nick Sealer. Um, I think he's well-known around the league, and I think contending teams are going to love him at the trade deadline. He's he's barely making the league minimum. He's on an expiring contract, and he's an absolute linchpin glue guy type for the Flyers. Um, plus 14, as I said, uh, stands up for teammates. Uh, he's really their truest defender on the back end. I would say Nick Sealer and also Sean Walker has been very under the radar. A guy that was basically a cap dump from the Kings – 
I don't think the Flyers really were expecting much uh, other than a guy on an expiring contract. And he earned power play time for chunks of the season so far and is playing the best hockey of his career. So two uh, veteran defensemen uh, in the 29, 30-year-old range that I don't think uh, had a lot of flair to them, but they're playing uh, really well and a big reason why the Flyers are where they are. There you go, Jordan Hall. You can find him on Twitter at NBCS. You can find his work with NBC Sports Philadelphia. Thanks for hopping on the show, man. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Daki is in on the YouTube chat and says, so we're gearing up for a Flyers-Coyotes Stanley Cup final this year. Listen, I'm not one to make another cat food bet, but... Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Frank, hashtag ask DFO today. Will David Perron's appeal be successful? Uh, I think it has a chance, honestly. Oh, yeah? Not official yet, but look, I, I was really surprised by the length of this suspension, and I'm actually surprised that they took it one game further than they needed to. Had they just cut it at five, you're not dealing with an appeal to a neutral arbitrator. You're dealing with just an appeal to the commissioner who has pretty much upheld every single appeal that's come down the pike. So the fact that they open themselves up to that and the fact also that it's six times the length of the suspension to Eric and Branson, man, that seems kind of harsh and heavy. So um, look, no doubt in my mind, as I said previously, that Perron deserved to be suspended. I was surprised to see it end up at six. But by the way, just wanted to mention from Jordan and our conversation with him, love that Nick, the nail gun sealer is getting some love. Nicky nails. He, I, I'm telling you, he's one of my favorite players to watch in the entire league. Just a guy that no one has really ever expected much from, as he mentioned, barely makes above the league minimum. They're going to have a hard time moving someone like him. If it comes down to it, just because of what he means to the team. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, Nick sealer, a guy making league minute. If you keep half, he suddenly becomes really, really valuable to contending teams. And like, he I'm already sure is. Yeah, whole price. Yeah, totally fair. If it's a fourth or a fifth round pick, if you're the Flyers, that's no, probably not no, worth it. But no. but once you start getting into the second round picks, if someone wants to jump, then it probably gets tough for the Flyers to say no for just a couple months of Nick Sealer. Well, that's kind of the thing is they they yeah. might have to, and and that's where, as Jordan mentioned, the Flyers are playing themselves into some very uncomfortable conversations in that front office, which is a good problem to have because. Yeah. You know, at, at some point, you know, what you're dealing with in this marketplace was apathy. And I think the Flyers are turning a lot of heads. 100%. Let's move along to our Botano Daily Bets for the day. I missed my parlay by one Pierre Engvall shot yesterday. Brutal. But as always, we look to bounce back this evening. Let's start with this one. You see it. Connor McDavid to record a power play point is almost even money on Botano at minus 108. If you look at this seven-game heater for the Oilers, Connor McDavid has seven power play points in that span. He's hit this mark in five of the seven games as well. I like this at almost even money. The Hawks do not have a very good PK, so I think the Oilers will be able to take advantage of things on the power play. And for the second one, my shop prop parlay, it does involve Connor Bedard. I'm staying on theme for the show today. Connor Bedard has been crushing this shop prop as of late. Four of his last five, six of his last seven. Don't love the price point at minus 154. So I'm going back to the Matias Michelli. Well, he did hit his mark for me in the parlay yesterday. Three straight four-shot games for Michelli. 
The line is set at one and a half tonight. Play these two together at plus 164. And you got my two picks for Batano 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Frank, we're wrapping up the show with Garbage Time, which is brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Faceoff Survivor game. You can head to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. I won. I survived night one. Thanks to the thanks to Colorado. Frank, what about you? Yeah, I also survived night one. And that means tonight to hang in the race to get some free food from Wendy's. I'm going with an Arizona win over the pens, which at last check, only 6% of the participants have chosen. So the Coyotes have been better than the Penguins this season. And I don't really think there's much room for debate with that. This is the first time I've uh, opened up the board on today's slate, and I think I need to do some studying. I can't commit to anything right now. Um, while I mull that over, Frank, what do you I was thinking about an Ehlers uh, point as well, but Ehlers has been really underwhelming, a disappointing season for him. And Matthew Kachuk, only 1% have taken the over three and a half hits. So I'm thinking that maybe the historical numbers on Kachuk, on Kachuk aren't exactly lining up there. But with garbage time, Tyler, they say if you want to win, get a fin. And it sounds like one of the Finns' dads has committed the ultimate sin in that Ismo Lekkinen, father of Arturi Lekkinen, was apparently speaking out of school about uh, the off-season training of Miko Rantanen. And it made his way back to Rantanen uh, heading into the game uh, for the Colorado Avalanche against the Calgary Flames. Wasn't happy, and he finished with a goal and two assists, and he said afterwards, check it out. Oh. Oh, we might be having some technical difficulties with that clip there. Basically, uh, basically he said, one of my teammates' dads in Finland was talking shit about me. It's almost a direct quote. And... That fired him up. So it turns out, at least according to Peter Ball from The Athletic, who was on the scene in the locker room and did follow up with Rantanen just to make sure, are you guys cool? Are we all good here? And he said, yes. And he said uh, it just wasn't true, that he said basically Ismo Lekkinen, a, a former uh, Finnish coach uh, who's been a longtime TV mainstay in Finland, um, basically said that last summer Rantanen didn't train as hard, that he had so many different events, had to go to Helsinki a couple times that he just didn't put in the full summer of training and skating. And Rantanen said that is complete BS. So that was apparently a motivating factor for Rantanen as he has a big three-point night for the Avs. And I don't know, maybe for Rantanen, he said, look, I'm fine if people want to be critical with me. I know I wasn't playing well, but don't make shit up. Apologies for the technical difficulties on that one, everybody. But other than that, really solid show. Uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in on the Daily Face Off YouTube. Our new pal Jordan Hall from Philadelphia was excellent as well. So was Frank. So was our producer Gavin Turnick and Pat Puff on the graphics. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern. Chat with you then. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Face Off Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.